Hello, I'm Helen. Welcome. This is the Just Bloody Post-It podcast, a show for creatives who are marketing their work online. And this time, an episode packed with golden tips and advice from the creator of one of the best, most helpful Instagram accounts I've followed in the past few years. Best if you're doing things we do, like trying to get attention on the internet and understand why some content works and some does not. I have received a lot of messages of people telling me uh, how my content was so easy to consume for them and they learned and some of these people they got job offers because of my content and I was surprised because I was like wow this is powerful like it's not only about you know creating a online presence for me but it's creating opportunities for other people so I think it's very important to put yourself out there. Radona Dida is a designer and copywriter who's grown her Instagram following to 100K by giving away bite-sized chunks of what she knows. And what she knows is useful. She talks about branding and visuals and copywriting all without making any reels. It's still possible, folks. Instead, Radona shares beautiful value-packed carousel posts and simple graphics about how to create social media or website content, explaining really clearly what's effective when it comes to layout and words and buttons and how to get people to take action after they've read your thing. She certainly follows her own advice by delivering a consistent style and message always. I began our conversation by asking whether she has always had a clear strategy to grow on Instagram and if so, what's her secret? My strategy is the first page of my carousel post. So it's a title. And I don't believe that there is a difference between reels and carousels or images. Because if you go through different accounts, you know, some accounts have reels that don't perform. Some others have carousels that don't perform. And some others have photos that don't perform. So it's not about the format. It's about what you put in that format. So you can use whatever it's easier for you to consume and to produce, okay? For me, it's easier to produce carousels because I feel more comfortable with that type of format. Um, but I might change in the future. I might start, you know, doing reels. But what I will put in that reel is the first thing that people will see, which is the title. So what is grabbing my attention, right? Why should I stop? and scroll that carousel? Why should I stop and watch that reel, right? So why people tell you the first 30 seconds are crucial. So when you scroll, what people will see is the text, right? They don't have the time to stay there or, you know, uh, hang out and say, oh, let's see what this girl is talking about because they don't know you right now. Uh, of course, if you are someone famous, then they will stop. But if they don't know you yet, they will not care about you, right? And this is the reality that we have to, you know, understand that people, they don't care. They, I mean, they don't care about your stuff. Knowing that someone doesn't really care is kind of liberating, actually, because it means you might as well put your best thoughts out there because nobody's really judging it if they don't notice it. Exactly, exactly. So I think when you start, your journey online, it could be on Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever you feel, you know, uh, more comfortable, X. Um, 
I think you should just start posting and see what performs best. This is how I started. I started to post a lot of stuff and in a different ways. And I figure out that uh, the first thing that I had to take care about was the title, the page. It's, it's like uh, the book cover, right? So when you go in a bookstore and you go through all the shelves and you see the title of that book, it's that thing that stops you by saying, oh, this book might be interesting. Let's see what it's inside. Let's, let's discover it a bit more. It's the same thing with your reels, with your uh, Instagram carousel posts and the content that you are putting out there. So make people stop on your content. And the first thing that you should do is make sure that your cover is optimized for that attention grabbing. Yeah, I know. And I kind of, I know this theory and I talk to people about hooks and headlines, but I don't know that I am, I have not been as strategically focused on it as you are. And it's making me smile because I, I know it's such a simple discipline to follow. So how do you, how do you go about creating the kind of headlines that work for uh, capturing attention on Instagram or wherever? Is there a formula that you tend to follow? Yeah, I keep it very short, maximum eight words. I don't go more than eight words. The size of the text should be big enough to be readable on mobile. Uh, contrast, especially, I don't see a lot of posts with contrast. I see a lot of people, you know, playing with colors, but they are not using them in the right way. We can't just skip over that. What is what is contrast in this context? Where Where are people going wrong? Okay, so contrast can be, uh, of course, you, you can use contrast with colors, size, and shapes uh, in design. So with colors, you have to make sure that you, the colors that you are using, for example, you have two colors. It can be black and white, okay? It's, this is very easy. Uh, black and white, it's perfect because you have contrast between black and white. You can't use for example, I see a lot of muted, you know, colors where you have this palette, uh, like really bright colors like pink and white. So when you use pink and white, for example, it's very difficult to read that. And as, and we have to make sure that also people with um, accessibility, use, um, uh, accessibility uh, sorry, issues have the possibility to go and read your content. And sometimes it's also difficult for me because I... Um, keep my lighting of the phone very low sometimes and the post that you put out there with bright colors for example pink and white is not readable at all so I will not stop and read your content so this is the first thing readability trumps all other considerations like it's it doesn't matter if it's not your favorite color combination or it's not your brand colors although every you know the ideal is that you have branded colors that work in a readable way or you choose two colors that you work with on instagram um but i talk to because i teach a lot of email marketing and quite often people will come up with this beautiful newsletter design and they'll have a dark background with some slightly lighter like squiggly font on it and Honestly, your brain has to work so hard to read that, that you're, you, you won't bother in 99 times out of 100. Exactly. This is how you don't make simple things for people. So simplifying things is also uh, making everything accessible. 
Don't make me think a lot. Don't make me do the hard work. Make it easy for me, right? To consume your thing. So the first thing that I, of course, see are very design issues, but it's normal because not everybody is a designer. Not everybody knows design. That's why I'm trying to teach these things uh, to everybody because it's important to understand that no matter how much you like that aesthetic of your post, you have to make sure that that post is consumable, that people can consume it in a fast and easy way. What are some other simple mistakes that people are making with their design um, online, whether it's on video or, or a static post or apart from perhaps not hooking people in and getting to the points, putting too much content in there, what other simple things could we all stop doing and make our content better? Well, another thing is how you align your text. I have seen a lot of uh, posts where people love to align text in the middle. And the, you can do that, but you can do that maybe with two lines of text that is readable if you go more than that it will become like very difficult for our brain to process all that information so the best thing you can do is align text on the left it's very readable and that is i mean that is 100 percent sure that people will read it in a simple way but if you align your text and it's more than two lines uh, on the middle, it will be difficult for me to go through your content. So that is another thing that people can, you know, can make sure that, it, okay, I like the aesthetic of, you know, centered text, but maybe it's not good for my, you know, my audience. The other thing that I find tricky to read is anything that is all in capital letters. Again, maybe not maybe not for maybe three words or four words, that's fine. But when you get into the whole sentence, I think that all capital letters is very difficult to read. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. it is. It is difficult. And uh, also, it's like you're shouting at me, you know, with those capital letters. So why are you putting everything in capital, right? So I think, yeah, uh, we should think about how we communicate, you know, especially visually our message. And of course, capital letters should be there, as you said, just for a few words. For example, a title might be in capital letters. That's fine. I'm imagining people listening to this and checking out your account. And I think that if you can have a quick look at Radona's account while we're talking, you'll kind of, it will help the conversation make more sense, especially looking at your headlines and things like that. It, what is striking also is that it's a very beautiful account when you open the, you know, when you go to your home, you know, your Instagram homepage. Does that matter anymore? Or is that just something that pleases you as a designer to, you know, create this, this gorgeous thing? Do you think it actually matters to have a uniform visual style, especially if you're a business online? Yeah, of course. Uh, I think having uh, consistency is very important. Um, because people need to recognize who you are and what what your brand is about. Of course, for us designers, having things consistently everywhere, it's a must, you know, because otherwise you are not communicating the, the same message everywhere, right? So I want to communicate with these colors, with 
those kind of elements and I want them replicated everywhere and I want this to become a repetitive message. So it's like in sales, right? You have to repeat everything you say again and again and again and again. In marketing, the same. You have to repeat the same thing again and again. In design, you have to repeat the same thing again and again and again. Otherwise, people will be confused. So keep it simple. Repeat all their elements. Repeat all their colors. And consistency will come automatically. So you don't have to put hard work on the perfect grid. You don't have to have the perfect grid. You know, I've seen those formats with, you know, the perfect grids. You don't have to do that. What you have to follow is pick one or two color brand for, for your brand. You know, if you don't have it, uh, pick one or two fonts, you know, uh, the style that you want to use. If you want to use images, you want to use illustrations, you want to use icons, whatever you want to use in your socials, stick with that style and keep going. This is what I'm doing. You, this, what you're saying reminds me of a post that you shared recently about Steve Jobs and his black polo neck jumper. Tell us why that was such yes. a powerful choice that he made. Well, he was, he, he didn't want to, uh, of course, take um, the attention from the product. The product, he, he wanted to sell something that was new right at the moment so he didn't wanted to take attention with his clothes on the product and he stick with this minimalistic style uh of course the black turtleneck and jeans and you know and he was wearing those everywhere and that became an icon you know that became something that everybody's talking now about maybe it wasn't not in his intention to do that but this is what he created he created a personal brand he created something that everybody's trying to do today. So he sticked with consistency. Everywhere he was going, he was putting that black turtleneck, right? And it became an icon. Now, if you talk to a designer, everybody will say, like, will make jokes about a designer. If you see designers, they're all wearing black turtlenecks, right? Because they're following Steve Jobs. They're following the leader of the innovation of tech, right? So. See how powerful consistency is? If you do something right and you do it, you know, every time you, you deliver the same exact message, people will follow you because you create also trust. Yes. And I think that something that can be really difficult to resist, especially when you're working on something day in, day out, year in, year out, is you feel, God, people must be getting bored of this. Perhaps I need to update it. Perhaps I need to change it. Perhaps I need to become like that person over there. I think it can take nerves of steel, actually, to really stick with the same thing to allow, because it takes people a long time to become used to you, right? Exactly. I mean, it took me three years uh, to have this presence. And if you are new uh, to my account, you will not know anything about me, right? So you will just go there and see, oh, uh, I see a lot of consistency here. Oh, let's go and maybe have a look at this post. And maybe when you start following me after one week, you see the consistency repeating, right? So I have received a lot of messages of people telling me, uh, how my content was so easy to consume for them. And they learned. And some of these people, they got job offers because of my content. And I was surprised because I was like, wow, this is powerful. Like, it's not only about, you know, creating an online presence for me, 
but it's creating opportunities for other people. So I think it's very important to put yourself out there if you have something to sell, to, to say or to communicate to people. Yeah, to say and sell. That's amazing. Um, and I think it's also testament to not underestimating how the small things you know as an expert can be massive for people who've never been told them before. Do you ever worry about giving away too much for free because you, your content really is dense with value? Um, do, do you ever think, well, no, how, why will anybody work with me? It's all on my Instagram account. I mean, uh, I have my company. I have clients. I make money in, you know, in, in another way with my company. So uh, I help clients with these things, you know, I, I'm the professional where I'm going to design their landing pages for conversion for optimization. Uh, I design, you know, email marketing designs. I do what in marketing, especially I have a lot of experience, but also in product design. So I make sure that the user experience is smooth and easy, you know, to consume. So I think that I'm doing a lot of, you know, things uh, on the side for myself. So I'm making enough money that I don't care if I teach something for free online. And if someone else benefits from it, it's, I mean, I'm just happy if I can change just one life, you know? So, yeah. And it's a great spirit to come to your content with. Is, however, is your Instagram driving income for you? Well, yes, especially with clients. I have uh, a lot of people reaching out to me as clients. Uh, so I have my company, which is, I, I just opened it in July and it's called The Sapphire. And it's a digital design agency. And I have received a lot of job offers, especially from Instagram. So clients. I'm full with clients and I, I don't have any more, you know, spots available right now to, to take other clients at the moment. So uh, that is amazing. But also um, the other way I monetize through Instagram is uh, I created this guide where for beginners, if you want to start, for example, on Instagram is a starter kit, I call it because it's a guide and you have templates if you are not a designer. And you can go there and, you know, and see how Instagram works. And uh, I talk about the hooks and I gave you some examples of titles that you can use. I give you, you know, um, a matrix, uh, let's say, where you can go and create some post ideas. So things that I do daily with my content and I'm sharing everything there. Uh, it's very organized. So you can go there and start, you know, and a lot of people have already started with that. Uh, guide and apparently they are very happy <laughs> so cool I'm really pleased I, I bet I bet there's like people listening like what where do I get it so I will put uh the links to um both of those things into uh the show notes obviously and you can check them out afterwards how long have you been how long have you been running your own business so I started uh in July this year because I was working in a tech company in Silicon Valley and then I became pregnant. And so I took a little, like almost six months, uh, you know, of maternity leave. And then I figured out that uh, I wanted to spend more time with my daughter. I wanted to spend more time raising her up and going on, like working a nine to five was a little bit difficult for me. So I stopped, you know, working with that company. 
And I decided to open my own company because I can handle, you know, clients as I want. You know, I can work the hours I want. And so it's easier for me to work this way. And also I, I, I opened it because I, I had a lot of requests from Instagram. So I already had like a base of clients that wanted to work with me. Yeah, you're like, okay, I'm kind of pretty confident I'm going to be able to have as much or, or little work as you would like to balance. Yeah. Yeah, I, will, I, I don't suggest to do it if you don't have like something on the side, right? So just make sure that you have created like something on, you, uh, on, you, on the side. For example, for me, my, li- my life savior was my Instagram account. So that's why... I'm telling people how important it is to create an online presence because whatever happens in your life, you have another place to go. Like if you are laid off today because this is what's happening today, at least you have an online presence and you have more power than other candidates because people will know you before other people, you know, so they will come in your profile they will see you, they will see what you do with your content. And they will reach out to you. And I see a lot of designers doing it right now, but of course also marketers that they are putting out their knowledge to get hired, maybe as consultants or professionals, right? So putting yourself out there is not becoming an influencer, but is creating opportunities, job opportunities for yourself. Yeah, amazing. And it is also for you, uh, it's such a source of market research, like having those conversations, even, you know, six months, 12 months ago when you weren't considering working with people in that way, you can learn who's coming to you, who's interested, which posts are starting conversations and which are kind of not. And what are people asking for? What do they really need help with? It's all so interesting, all those conversations you can have. Yeah, 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 for sure. And you know, the network that you will create is mind blowing because I'm connected with people that are working with famous people. Like, and I I was mind blowing because it was like, I could never reach those people just with my portfolio or, you know, with my LinkedIn profile. So I'm very, I don't know, I'm, I'm speechless because the power of network that you can create for yourself out there is amazing. And if you are wasting time, you know, thinking about, oh, I'm afraid about what to post today, don't overthink it, just post it. And you will become better day by day by doing it. So nobody, you know, nobody started perfect as a perfect creator. So uh, you have to start, you have to start and create those opportunities for yourself. I want to talk about some really interesting content that you shared in the summer. You were on holiday in Italy, am I right? Yeah. Uh, and it, I think it was quite quite unusual because you don't generally post a great deal about your, your personal life, but you were, you were on holiday, so I guess that's what you had. And then on the way home, you shared um, a picture of you and your baby in um, business class, first class travel, and wanted to start a conversation about that. Now, I am not normally a fan of first class travel content or or private jet travel content, but the way that you talked about it, like, I want to talk about the fact that I've paid for this myself, or, you know, was um, really caught my eye, really interesting way of starting the conversation. Can you explain your thinking behind sharing that? Yeah, of course. So I... As I said, I don't usually, you know, share my 
private life because I don't want to brag about my life. But um, I share that because what I wanted to communicate to people is that I receive a lot of messages, you know, from people telling me, oh, Redona, I'm afraid. Oh, Redona, I don't know where to start from. Oh, my gosh, I feel that my friends will judge me later, whatever. I started as, um, so I can go back a, a long time ago because if I go back a long time ago, then my, we will never finish this podcast. But um, I was not grow up in a wealthy family. Uh, so my parents were immigrants in Italy and they did everything, you know, for, my, for me to get the education and my mom, she got a lot of debts, you know, to make me study and make me go to university. And when I finished my university, I worked my, uh, let's say, I worked very hard <laughs> to, to get where I am today. And uh, so when I started realizing step by step, you know, it took me time, it took me years to, um, to achieve what I have today. Um, I realized that it was something that I, it was worth sharing. Like, okay, guys, you have to be patient. Uh, success, it's, you know, personal. It doesn't mean that when you have money, you are successful. Uh, happiness is success. Uh, um, you know, health is success. Whatever is most important for you, I'm not sharing that to brag. I'm just telling you that if you want a comfortable life, because when you travel with a baby, it's a hassle. And I didn't want to do that for myself. It was my first travel with my baby and I wanted my baby to make, make sure that she was sleeping fine and whatever, because we know how, you know, 14 hours of flight uh, might be for a little baby, you know? That was the first time that I was traveling actually in first <laughs> in business. So I was like, wow, this girl is very lucky to travel, you know, she doesn't even have one year and she's traveling first in business and that was not possible for me. So I created this possibility for my daughter and this was all possible because of my Instagram account. I created this opportunity for myself and for my family and with a normal nine to five job, this was not possible to achieve because of course it's a, it's expensive traveling in business and in first how was that conversation received in your community well, well a, a lot of people they got inspired and they started i saw people starting posting the next day <laughs> that was crazy that was the most that was the reaction that i wanted actually that was the reaction that i wanted and some people bought of course my uh my kit because they wanted to get started they, <laughs> they did yeah well, I think what I understood about the way that you shared that story was that it wasn't really about first class plane travel it no, was no, about no. it was about choices and yes. um and also uh, you know women talking about money their own money and what they would like to choose to spend it on and that's how I that's how yeah, of I course. took it of course of course I could I've I could have decided, you know, to spend that money in a different way, but I decided to spend it like traveling in in a comfort way, right? Because that, that is what I wanted and I could afford it in this time of my life. So this is something that everybody should be able to do, right? Having choices and, but to have choices, you have to work, 
right? Because it's not easy. It's not easy to create those opportunities for yourself just because you are doing your nine to five job. Uh, so that's why having this side, call it side hustle, call it side project, whatever you want. Uh, but having your an online presence will create you that kind of, you know, place where you can make your own choices. You don't have to rely on someone else. Oh, maybe I should wait this month when I will receive my, you know, my paycheck. No, you shouldn't go paycheck by paycheck. You should be able to be free and, you know, and choose for your life no matter what. I mean, I'm kind of wondering how you've been able to do all of this when you've got a very young baby. That's really impressive. What are your plans for the future? Do you stick with Instagram? Are you investigating other platforms? Are you already using other platforms? What What are, you, what are your thoughts about the personal brand that you're building? Um, so let's start with the baby first. So if there are other mothers here listening and they are telling themselves that they don't have time to do that because they have a baby, uh, when your baby sleeps, you work. I was doing that. So when my baby was sleeping, I was working, also, especially during the night when she was having a longer sleep. So from 10 p.m. to 2, 4 a.m. in the morning, I was working. That is what makes you, you know, create those opportunities for yourself. You have to work. You have to put yourself into work. It's not easy like everybody's saying, oh, yeah, you just create some followers and you become, yeah, you, you, you can live the life you want, go to Italy or whatever. No, it's, that is not reality. That is just uh, fake accounts that are trying to sell you their course because they show you a vacation that they did, you know, and that's all. That is not what I want to communicate to people. People should start working, you know, and it's a hard, it's a hard job because you have to be there uh, consistently, you know, on, on Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever you want to post. You have to be there every day until you don't achieve your goals. So... Right now, I'm okay with my Instagram account. So I'm starting to explore um, uh, platforms like LinkedIn, which is very professional. And I can find there um, a lot of companies that can hire me as a professional. Uh, I'm interested. How, how would you adjust what you share for LinkedIn? Yeah, sure. Um, I don't adjust anything. I'm just for sharing my content, like my carousels. And they're and that performing. Works? That works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because right now people are also consuming carousels on LinkedIn. So it's not something new. People are already consuming carousels on LinkedIn. So if you have carousels reposted on your LinkedIn, you have to, you know, work twice. And of course, you start creating new content. But there are also um, a lot of different creators that tell you that. Um, you have to write in a certain way on LinkedIn, right? So um, in chunks, for example, or don't write bulk, you know, text because people don't read it. So same rules that apply, you know, on your carousels design apply on your LinkedIn posts if you don't post, you know, images. So um, there are a lot of, you know, great creators also on LinkedIn where they tell you how to write, you know, people sharing their knowledge. So I think that is very helpful because uh, LinkedIn is not like a platform where you just share your, you know, your resume and search jobs. But it's it became also a platform where you can actually have an online presence there as well. So you can find people that can help you on that part, you know, of copywriting. Um, but yeah. Uh, design wise 
uh, I have full of, you know, my Instagram profile is full of mm, tips and tricks on how you can, you know, write and also design. But if you don't want to design your carousels and, you know, you are just saying, okay, I don't want to go into design because I'm not a designer, just pick, you know, the basics, the principles of how to communicate clearly online, even though it's just one photo, uh, don't uh, overwhelm people, just try to say one thing at a time. In fact, if you see other creators that have huge, you know, a following, they are uh, taking chunks or small pieces of their newsletter, you know, or long form content, and they are just dividing it, it in different, um, um, let's say, um, formats of their content. So maybe they are doing reels or carousels or images, but they are just, you know, dividing that long form content in small pieces. Don't make too much hard work of it. And also you can do it your own way. I love those messages. Simplify, just be yourself. Thank you so yeah. much for your time. Of course. And thank you for having me. Oh, no, it took us a little while to get it together. And I'm so pleased that we've been able to have this conversation. I've loved uh, understanding a bit more about what you do and where you're coming from. There's loads of takeaways there. Okay, that was super interesting was it not Rodona is on a clear mission and it got me thinking that there are seasons in your life for this kind of focused work I think for me it was definitely not when I just had a baby I could barely get a shower during that time but I was able to put in the hours when they turned for me I think it was when they were about seven and nine years old the time is right when the time is right. Okay, go and tell people about this episode. It is helpful. Share it on your socials. I love to see new people find the show. I'll be back next week with another inspiring, useful conversation. Thank you always for listening. Bye for now.